As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Shoots Magoots. Well, what's up, dude? Long, long week. Exhausting week. Yeah, it's and been a long one. At times, for about 42 minutes there, which felt like about three hours, it felt longer. Yeah, we're not going to say why, though. Not no, yet. We don't want to. Nope. Because everybody who's listened to this podcast before knows the reasoning behind what I'm talking about. Yes, they do. Specifically, 42 minutes worth of nothing. It felt like 432 minutes at, at of nothing. The fucking very least. And we'll get. <laughs> we're, we're not gonna. We're not gonna spill anything over here because we just want to talk about that when we have to actually contractually obligated to speak about that. More or less. Pretty much. That's where we are now. Um, so other than that, you know, I, I'm pretty bummed out. I was supposed to. Uh, I was looking at a concert to go to, mm-hmm. and it turns out it's tonight, not next week. So I really wanted to go to that concert. Now I cannot because I'm here talking about Bravo. Well, I appreciate the fans. Yeah, I appreciate your sacrifice. Once again, we we put you guys first. That's what we do here because we love you so much. But what concert was it? Uh, it was Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service. Ah, see, that would have been a good one. Would have been a good one. Would have been a good one. But would have been a good time. Beautiful weather out there before the uh, storms start rolling in here. We get washed out for the weekend, but you know it's okay. I'll uh, I'll figure it out. I'll get to another concert. You know, it would have been a lot for me to go back to back weeks. I went to the Birds game last week. Yeah. You know, we kind of rushed through things just to try to get everything tidied up. And then I went down to the parking lot, got hammered, went to the game. You know how it goes. <laughs> hung over uh, for three days. Hung over for about three days. Yep. Yep. You know how it works. Uh, didn't have any espresso martinis, though, so I wasn't puking in a Sprinter van somewhere. Slash, slash potentially peeing. Slash potentially peeing. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, we can talk about poop, but we can't talk about pee? I don't know. I yeah, We'll get into it. Yeah. That's... Um, <laughs> No, let's uh, let's get a little into some current events. Yeah, what's our current event for Friday? Uh, as much as I wanted to talk about the uh, the fighter jet that just went missing, that crashed in some poor man's backyard, pretty much. Poor guy, fucking hilarious. All these people claiming to have different video footage of the plane crashing, and like half of them were video games. The funniest one to me is the fact that our stealth technology has gotten so good that they could not find a plane, and then they blamed it on the weather. <laughs> hey, you know, you get what you get when you uh, reverse engineer alien technology. You know That's what I'm talking about? You, if you want to get into that. I already know the we'll whole conspiracy. conspiracy. Yeah, we can get into a conspiracy episode. So apparently, according to one of the whistleblowers, this was in front of Congress. Okay, so they're under oath. Now, I will say all of the whistleblowers, because I love space, you know that? Like yeah. space fascinates me. And I like to listen to all the stuff. I don't believe it all necessarily. But one of the whistleblowers said that in like 1930 or something, there was a UFO crash in Europe. Okay, when they got all of the debris from it to avoid giving it to a a country because they would use it for you know nefarious reasons or whatever, the Vatican stepped in, scooped up all this stuff, kept it in Vatican City. In and it checks out in 1940, I believe, or in the 40s, the United States purchased this material from the Vatican. Yep, and that is now why, by reverse engineering alien technology. We have the best jets in the world and the best jet propulsion system. I am not sitting here with my tinfoil hat on saying this is true, 
I'm just relaying information. I think it's got to be true. It's, it's interesting. And there was a fucking alien in, what was it, Mexico? Somewhere in South America, uh, Those maybe? paper mache ones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they, uh, just bizarre shit going well, then on. then they said that they gave him an autopsy or whatever, it's just, and, but it's also the Mexican government that ran the autopsy, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They're just, we need we're an outside so desensitized source. to all of these things that they could legitimately tell us that there is life ever, like everywhere else. And we would make jokes People about it. People kind of shrug it off now. They're like, oh. They make jokes about it. I mean, it's good memeage. Um, but yeah, so we get a little bit into that. Uh, I kind of want to talk about worlds colliding a tiny bit. Yeah, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift has been confirmed. Ah, uh, yes, it has. I had to, uh, I have to amend something because I was discussing this earlier with Dev, my beautiful, loving wife. and Swifty. She is a Swifty. And I said that Taylor confirmed it via a source. I think it was the messenger or something. I have to amend that because Taylor herself didn't say it. A source close to Taylor said they're having fun. They're figuring things out. Seeing where things go, I believe, was the actual phrase. They're seeing where things go, but Taylor's in her fun girl era. Which is great. We love that for her. And you know who's fun? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey seems like I just love it. It was confirmed on uh, Eagles Sports Radio on like Tuesday morning. Just driving into work, listening to Jason Kelsey talk about the game. And of course, they have to ask him about that because it's the burning question pretty much across the internet. And he said that he didn't want to get into it and then immediately confirmed it. Yeah, so that, that. that's just what you love from your all-pro center. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Thank you Jason. For, for putting us first. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah, love we really appreciate it. it. But without further ado, let's get into a little rose and thorn action. I'm going to start off with a little rose here to just get us off feeling pretty good. This one comes from none other than Butter Bob. Butter Bob. Oh, I just saw this one. Thanks, Butter Bob. Thanks, Butter Bob. Uh, he commented on, I believe it was your discussion about Shannon last week. And he said, I don't always agree with your takes on housewives, but I was impressed with your conversation on your latest episode about Shannon. You had a very thoughtful and nuanced convo about alcoholism, as well as the grace and accountability for people who drive drunk, drunk driving kills hashtag. Yeah, that's a good, good. It's a lot butter, Bob. That's what we wanted. Yeah. And it was, I think, you know, as we discussed, you know, it was two different perspectives on the matter. Neither were incorrect. But I, I I left that conversation thinking the same thing. I was like, this was good. This is exactly what yep. I wanted. So thanks, Butter Bob. <laughs> thanks, Butter Bob. Shout out, Butter Bob. Butter Bob. Everybody needs a Butter Bob in their life. Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> here's the other end of that. Somebody <laughs> else commented on that video and just said, oh, my God, get a life. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on. Just absolutely nothing. And it's. Are you course. new here? This is our this is our life. Yeah, <laughs> this I is all we do. It. It just like, what do you want us to do? Not talk about it? Everybody else is talking about you it. You want us to talk about it? You don't want us to talk about it? Guess what? We're going to do what we want to do. Yeah. God damn it. Rob bros. Rob bros. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to get into my rose and thorn. Um, I've got two roses just because one's too good. To, they're both, they're too good to pass up. And I can't save one for next week because the one is, is more current. So I want to make sure we say it. My thorn for the week just tease us on your roses and then go to your thorn. Yeah, because I want to end. I always end with Building a rose. It. My thorn for the week, I think, is just the the show that we're gonna have to talk about later. It literally, I had an actual thorn, but watching this episode of this show that I'm not gonna name until we have to is my thorn. It yeah. was it was a trudge through this week. But my roses are this, and since I have two roses, I don't need to do a thorn. And we're trying to cheer ourselves up here, so rose day baby. My first one is this. From 
A Wilson 712 she messaged us and said, I had the same thought about Shep and the Buick sponsorship, so please read this and feel validated, Steel. There you go. <laughs> so I wasn't the only one. Wasn't the only one. My second rose is from YouTube, and this is from at Coffee Buzz. And we were trying to come up with Beetlejuice play inspired porn. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still thinking of one, but she said, Beat old juice, B E A T, old juice. So, like, that's that's good. That was good. So, Coffee Buzz, nice job. Good job, Coffee Buzz. (laughs) Thank you for your service. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no pun intended. Hey. It was Lauren Bobbitt, or whatever her name Uh is, was Bobert. Bobert was servicing. Certainly was. In a, I, I can't get over it, dude. I talked about it with a client today at the gym. He came in. He's like, did you see this shit? I was like, oh, my God. Let's get it's into it. It's just so funny that that video is everywhere. That's it, as it should be, rightfully so. If you don't want it out there, then don't jerk people off in the regional theater. <laughs> we can see, like, Mitch McConnell go see Beetlejuice. He would... Uh, we're not doing this. Don't, don't, That'd be fun. Don't tee me up. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> he would... He'd be drooling watching the stage. They'd be like... Sir. With or without the hand job. <laughs> with... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must uh, like it. You're drooling, funny. huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get into some shows. Let's just get this one out of the way. Uh, we are in Orange County, or I guess we're actually in Mexico. And I just have to say, after our first full trudge through of OC, next week's the season finale. A lot of people now are finally clamoring for a reboot. We've been looking at the comments, and we've been not on board for this show all season. And I, I, it was weird, because in the first probably, I want to say like seven episodes worth, people were like, this show's great, this season's awesome, and I didn't see it, not one time. And now we get to this episode, and this was arguably one of the worst Housewives episodes I think I've seen. It was so fucking bad. I cannot tell you. Like, sometimes I will... Especially, really, actually, I've realized this before. The only show that I really watch at work, because I don't feel like watching it at home, I've got other things going on, football's on, whatever it might be, is OC. (laughs) Football's on, I gotta watch paint dry. (laughs) Every other show, I will put on the big screen because I want to enjoy it. I want to, like, be able to pay attention to what's going Mm on. OC, I throw on my phone at work with the ads on so that I can work in between. Most of the time, I'm working basically through this entire fucking episode. Yeah. It was painful. It was I, so fucking bad. There was a moment that I was watching it downstairs. Dev was upstairs working. And they get down, like they sit down at dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, it's got to be like three minutes left. So I paused it to check the timing. And I literally said, what the fuck? I did the loud. same thing. Did you? <laughs> I did the exact the, at the exact same time. <laughs> so, I'm like, all right, because that's usually what happens. We've right. seen enough of these episodes. They sit down for dinner and it like spills over into the next yeah, episode. Something we pops know off, what that happens. Spills over. And... I'm like, okay, we've got a couple of minutes left. I can kind of finish this up, and then I can go home. No, there's 11 minutes left. What the fuck? Like, what What are you going to do in the next 11 minutes? Nothing. No, nothing happened except more of the same, but it was really funny because after I let out an audible what the fuck, Dev was upstairs. She goes, what happened? I was like, oh, no, that was just my reaction to having 10 more minutes of this shit. That's the most, I don't even want to say exciting, but it's the most, like, important thing to happen the entire episode was the fact that there was still way more time than I thought. <laughs> It's just like, it, it felt like time was going backwards. I swear I looked at my clock and it was like four o'clock, but, and then I looked 10 minutes later, it was 3.54. Well, let's, it doesn't make any sense. But we start out and Jen and Taylor are together. Jen's crying and Taylor's trying to console her and they call Ryan on the phone. And 
a really interesting response from Ryan because Jen tells her what's going on. Like they're they're saying that something's been going on for a year, but like he says they've got nothing. They've got nothing. I'm like, yeah. well, that implies that there's something to there's find, something Ryan. <laughs> to find. You can't say they've got nothing. You're immediately referring to evidence. You sound like a like an old school like gangster. Like, nah, they got nothing on me. They got nothing on me. Like, <laughs> seriously though, like, what is what is that reaction? And we do this all the time. Whenever cheating allegations pop off, we always try to analyze the other person, whoever's being accused of cheating, what they do. And sometimes you see it, and you're like, all right, yeah, that, that's definitely some bullshit. There. Right. Like, you can't even imagine it. With him, obviously, he has his track record, but the way that he responds to it, he said they've got nothing. That's not the right That's response. Not, you say there's no way that I would ever do anything to do to you. I, I would never put you in that position. I would never do this or that, whatever. Instead, he immediately turns to their lack of evidence. Yeah, what a dumbass. It's, it's just insane. But I thought it was funny watching this scene only because you see like, she's sitting there upset. And at, I had to do like a double take. I was like, is she naked? Because I forgot they're wearing those like oh, man yeah, yeah. things, so there's like two man nipples on her. I was like, "What the?" I was like, "Oh, right, right, right." The swimsuits. <laughs> but my thing with this is, you know, and she's doubting. Like, this is obviously raising doubts in her head because these people won't leave it alone. But while she's questioning things and analyze it in her head, and she says she wishes her marriage would have worked. Implying, I think, that, you know, she's upset that the the spark went away and she couldn't hang on any longer because let's not forget who is the one that stepped out of the marriage. Yeah. But she says, I upheld my end. Why can't he or he needs to uphold his? And that to me is saying, like, I left my husband for this. Like, you need to not cheat on me. It's pretty simple. But all I can surmise from this is if you feel this way, then you already know the answer. Like, this ain't it. She absolutely knows the answer. Right? That's That's like... I don't know, just uh, her reaction to every time that somebody calls her out. And look, warranted or not, they're still bringing up a good point. And yeah. her reactions to it all, she's not, like, lashing out at them. She's no, not she, she takes freaking it, out for always. even questioning it. Mm-mm. She always takes in what they're saying and then has a rebuttal. And the rebuttal is never, he would never do that to me. It's always, I know about that girl, and I know about that girl, and right. I know about his past. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? What about I don't the really get it. though? And look, like I'm not really going to break into the, like, the psychology of staying with somebody in a relationship when you know that they're cheating. Especially, you know, later in life and you've got kids and you've got a house and you've got like this whole family values thing and you feel like you might be getting married at some point in time. It just seems like, you know, maybe you'd be better off without them. That's, it's just, that's what I'm, It yeah. seems like you're way too stressed out. Every time you leave the state, the city, whatever, you have to call him to make sure that he's, you know, doing the right thing and he's not cheating on not you. Not cheating on you. Like, you can't be living with that kind of pressure all the time. Like, again, warranted or not, they are bringing up good points. They really are. And she's not taking it well. And she's also not defending him either. She's, She's on the defense for herself. For sticking into a relationship, which everybody knows is bad. Yeah, it's, just, it's tough to watch, and and that honestly, I mean, we've talked about this like at nauseum because it's really the only semi-interesting part about this entire it season. Is, but we've also gotten to the point now where we're like, look, she's made her bed and her decision. It's time for her to stand in it or lie in it. I guess leave it alone, everybody else. Like yeah. you keep bringing it up because I either you're unhappy with whatever's going on in your life, you're trying to drum up some false drama. She has told you this is her man for the time being. If you're actually her friend, this is the point where you say, you got to do your thing. We're going to support you. 
and pick up the pieces if you fall apart. Like, and that's that's what job. Emily said last week. Emily said at some point you have to let an adult be an adult. Right. Just leave it alone. Yeah, stop talking about it. But at the same time, Jen, like, I think that you are reading the writing on the wall. You just don't want to acknowledge it. Yep. But moving on from there, and I have to point this out only because I don't like Tamara at all. But they're going to swim with turtles, so we got turtles two weeks in, or two episodes. Yeah, in this row. turtle's not as cool. But what was funny to me was that she goes parasailing turtles, like so many things we don't get to do in the OC. You can do both of those things in the OC. You Last can go parasailing and they're sea turtles. Yeah. So of all the things you can highlight, like about being in Mexico, and again, I'm nitpicking because she stinks. But like those are both things you can do in California. I'm I actually know that for a fact. So, boo. But we get two different parties here. We get the turtle swimmers and we get the parasailers. But before we get there, they see masseuses, masseurs? Masseurs. Masseu- no, that can't be it. Masseurs? <laughs> massagers. No, it's, it's masseurs. They see a bunch of massagers on the beach yeah, when go. they're going out. And Vicky or somebody makes a happy ending joke. And I thought that was it. It was just a happy ending joke. Little did I know, Vicky has gotten multiple happy endings at massage parlors. Yep. She pulled a Robert Kraft out of nowhere. <laughs> I could have done without knowing that. <laughs> I don't know. I actually really respected it. I was like, I Vicky in this episode, other than her weird comment to Jen seeing she doesn't know Vicky her. I see not knowing what an actual happy ending at a massage parlor is, though. She made she it very clear. She might just be clear. like, I... You know, I was entranced by it, and I fell asleep and woke up feeling so good. I'm she literally so said, "I like orgasms." She did, yeah. So I'm just—I keep thinking back to her at uh, Dorinda's Manor uh-huh. when she got the sex toys, and she's like, "What am I going to do with this?" Yeah, yeah. So, so you, like, she kind of d- does both things, and I really have no idea where where I fall with her. She had a good episode, so I I don't want to drag her. I don't know. She had a comparatively. She had the best episode Everybody had a good episode. The no. whole fucking thing stunk. Let's Everybody sucks. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. But nothing really happens in those scenes. We get Vicky having like a full-blown panic attack on the parasailing thing and then throwing up off the side of the boat, which actually for me, because like the incessant screaming while she's up there, like at some point you got to settle in. Like you're up there just like chill. But by throwing up, I was like, okay, at least it was real. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Like if I, but have you ever gone parasailing? I have, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It is definitely not safe. Like, that's oh, the thing. Oh, for sure not like, safe. If you see the boats that you go out on for these things, like, the ropes do not look like they're up to code, and yeah. the parachutes look arguably similar to I that. I love the, the story that Vicky tells about the woman whose rope That's a true cut, story. And then she ended up on a roof, and they couldn't get her down from I the know. Roof. Like, and I, I do believe it, but Vicky obviously tends to embellish a lot of stories. I think that was embellished. So I, I imagine she's not still up on the roof. No. Oh, maybe. She's still up there? I don't know. Let's send yeah, a fact check out there. Maybe the F-35 that's flying over the United States can can track it down. Yeah. But the next thing, they're all at dinner, and this is where the happy ending talk really comes up. And she said that this was funny. She's like, the massage is like 40 bucks, and then I tip a couple hundred, and you got to lift the leg. I guess that's the, that's the tell, lift the leg. But Shannon brings up Ryan again, and... The dick pic. And I thought Shannon was going to take a different route. But she says, I thought you and Tamara like settled this in Montana when the dick pic was brought up. Yeah. And Jen's like, yeah, I thought that we did too. And out of left field, Vicky goes, you have five kids and you should have made your, your marriage work. What the fuck? Vicky has never met Jen before. Not one time. Not one this time. This is the first time. It's like, 
and I understand when she gets into it a little bit more where she was trying to come from is like, I left my husband for a total loser. Yeah, but you know that she doesn't have like the delicacy to get into a conversation like that. Absolutely not. And also, regardless of your intentions and regardless of your past, you don't know this woman. No. You can't come over the top rope like that and be like, you fucked up everything, Jen. Like, not your place. You guys aren't close. At the same time, there's just different rules on housewife shows. You can do whatever the fuck you want and say whatever the hell you want to anybody. Especially on this show. They just they just grasp at straws most of the time. But Gina defends Jen, which was nice to see. She jumps in and she's like, Vicky, like, you do not know this woman. You can't come on this trip out of nowhere and just start saying things like that. But that's when she says, I left my husband for a loser. I just don't want her to do the same thing. But again, it's already been done. So you're just throwing salt on the wound, really. Not, nothing's going to come of this. But... But we get to the next day, and they're all going shopping in Tulum, I believe. And, oh, sorry. You can't leave out the fact that they're going to a shaman, your favorite thing in the world. We got half the group going to a shaman. Half the group is going shopping in Tulum. Do you know what my problem with the shaman is? uh, Oh, no, what? I, I finally put my thumb on it. Okay, cool. It's not even the shaman. What's the problem? Oh, I think, wait, 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 wait. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. I think that your problem with the shaman... Like you said, you gave me a little tip, and I'm on the right track, I think. The people that go, they have these intentions. They say these peace, love, happiness things at the end. They're all zen or whatever, and then five minutes later, everyone is back to their normal behavior. They're all phony as fuck. There we go. They're all so fucking phony. Like That is the thing. I get it. Shamans are out there. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. If you believe in that and you want to do it, I still think sound baths are fucking stupid. (laughs) Do not get it twisted shamans at least it's a person that like is you know trying it and that's their lifestyle and they're kind of passing it on to you to try to find some peace and happiness or whatever the hell they're doing not my vibe but i get it i understand it if you are the fakest fucking person in the world tamra you bitch (laughs) you can't fucking show up at a fucking shaman and say i just really want to you know have like good relationships with my friends and really be trustworthy and respectful towards people and then 20 minutes later go back to your same fucking bullshit i agree with you that you suck you are so bad and the fucking worst part about this entire fucking show i'm running off right now you bring back a fucking failed cast member and that person immediately becomes the middle of the fucking show mm-hmm. the show is so bad get it the fuck off tv it's so dumb she sucks she should not be a a, a cast member of any go do the traders you know, go do the traders. Go do Ultimate Girls Trip. I won't watch because I do not care about you. You stink. It's nice being on this side of it's a rant. It's so fucking annoying. Like, I just don't get it. This show is so fucking bad. I'm just... And look, like, we have been doing this for a little over a year. There are some bad parts of seasons, and they're a little boring, and this and that, and whatever. I never thought that it would be this bad. Yeah. This show is so goddamn bad. And all you fucking idiots out there that were saying for like seven, ten episodes, wow, this is really good. It's so refreshing. It's not refreshing. It stinks. It's so bad. You should be reevaluated as a TV watcher because you clearly have no idea what you're talking about. This is the worst show on Bravo. Get it the fuck off the screen. Do you feel better? Yeah. Wow. I... That's steel rant out of shooter. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I, I like being on this side of it. It is. Fun. I hate this fucking show. I, this I, it, fun. it needs to end and and should not come back. This feels good though. I, I feel like that. I, I this is what you get it's to fun do. Over there, Sit right? here and like yeah, laugh. It's a good time. Yeah. Great. Wow. I need to stop ranting. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to the bus ride to Tulum or whatever, I have to point out that Shannon did not brush her teeth for five. 
days. She used a towel. She for five days. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's <laughs> so like, fucking gross. I audibly went, oh. <laughs> and she calls for a, a toothbrush on the last day? No, she doesn't. Tamara does. Oh, I thought the tailor was on the phone too. No, Tamara picks up God. the phone and calls the front desk. Finally. Oh, this shows you how what much you, I was paying attention. What do you mean? That you don't know where to find one. Any hotel. You can go to a Red Roof Inn or a Motel 6. Trust me. Been to them all. And you can get a toothbrush. She said she felt like she was in Walt Disney World because of all the tram cars. Watch the tram car, please. I guarantee you that every hotel resort, just because you're in a different building, there's still a shop in the bottom. Where do you think all the food comes from? You don't have to. You press zero on the phone and they will answer and go front desk. Or concierge, and you say toothbrush, please. They go, no problem, and they drop it to you. Do you want toothpaste on it? Do you want it pre-wet for you? Yeah, we'll do whatever you we'll want. Whatever. Look stop at... using our towels. Yeah, please stop wiping your grubby teeth on our towels. God, you slob. Disgusting. But on the bus, and look, we've gone after Heather a little bit this season um, for multiple reasons, but the amount of shit she was getting on this trip has changed my opinion significantly about the dynamic of this group. Because they're on the bus, and it's brought up that Heather has recently re-followed Emily, okay? And I guess Heather's defense of this, which I don't fully buy, but she said when she left the friend group, she had FOMO, so she unfollowed people. I think that she left the show, or the friend group, and when she did, she just unfollowed them because she doesn't like them because none of these people are actually friends. Absolutely. But in this moment, when you get re-followed, to bring it up like it's, it's a negative thing, like... This is a positive. I know that you have to like get past the fact that she unfollowed you and you can like like say a joke about it, but it turns into something that is way too big of a deal because then she's like she puts herself on this pedestal and now it's like, oh, they follow me, but I don't follow her. I was like, really? It's not that deep, man. Like it's you guys so are dumb. You're reaching so far to try to paint this picture of a pretentious asshole. And look, is she a little pretentious? Yes. Is she a little bit like she thinks she's a little bit better than people? Yeah. But not to the level that this group puts it at. And then I finally figured it out. Because when Taylor and her are talking later and Taylor mentions the money thing, this group is just jealous. They are jealous of the wealth that Heather Dubrow has. And now it gets you rethinking why Heather didn't tell them all about her selling her house. Exactly. And then I'm like, you know what? Yeah. And like, we didn't have a problem with that to begin with. Like, it's nobody's business anyway. But this makes even more sense because that that right there proves that she's not trying to be pretentious because she actively avoided telling the group about her $50 million sale because she knew they would spin it into, oh, all she talks about is how much money she has because they don't have as much as her. That's the only thing I can think of. But Tamara like stirs the pot. Everyone on the bus keeps pushing it to a point where it's honestly uncomfortable. And Heather just goes, I want to go home and gets off the bus and starts crying and like, it's just mean girl behavior. It's like the the five of them start like jawing at each other and giggling at her expense. And to her credit, she hasn't said shit. She really hasn't done a goddamn thing but sit in the back of the bus with a champagne flute trying to like just get through the goddamn trip. And they just can't help themselves. They got to poke at her because Tamara leads the charge. And Emily, who I liked for a long time, and now it's wearing thin. I'm like, dude, you're not just... The snuffleupagus thing, yeah, totally rude. Can Heather get better at taking a joke? Yeah, totally. You guys aren't joking when you say this shit to her. Nope. You're hiding behind that, and you know that's my least favorite thing. I was joking. You got to drop the act, man. Like, it's fucking exhausting. But It is. It's just so tough to watch. And honestly, like, I feel the same way. I thought that 
early on, I liked Emily. She seemed genuine. She seemed okay. And then she's kind of, she's either just not doing anything at all or she's doing this shit. And it's like, it doesn't further the show. It doesn't make it more entertaining. It's just boring. And it does get to the point where we talk about it all the time. Like, are people just putting on a front for the show? Are people doing this or that or whatever? What it comes down to for all of this with Heather specifically is that they are all jealous. Yeah, that's it. And this is that's just who they are as yep. people. This has nothing to do with the show. Nope. This has nothing to do with whether or not they're actually friends. They are around for an extended period of time. They get to see what Heather does and how much money she makes and how successful she is and how the life that she gets to live. And they are jealous of that. Yeah, they hate it. So they feel like they can use the show, I guess, as a guise to kind of poke at her and prod at her. And like garner and support just, for it. And too. then you get to do the fake-ass apology with a fucking shaman the next day and act like, hey, we're going to be friends again. I really want to be genuine with you. It's like, no. And that's why I'm really happy that Heather didn't go to the goddamn shaman. Yeah, I am too. that's what would have happened. It would I'm so sorry for what I said to you on the bus earlier. Not. It's just not something that I would normally say, and I was just coming from a weak point. And I really want to push a good influence into the world as I move forward. And then you're going to go back to the hotel and give her the same shit. Yep. 100%. Bunch of losers, these people. Oh, man, you used it already. I was saving it. What? I was going to, when they bring up the loser thing, I was going to just confirm, like, yeah, the problem with this cast, they're all fucking losers. Yeah, they are. Like, that's it. And, like, when whoever said it, whether it was Heather or Tamara, I firmly believe it was Tamara because that is Tamara to a T. Yeah. No pun intended. You're all losers. All of you. That's the problem with the show. That's why it's not fun. You're not interesting. You don't bring anything to the table. You are all losers. L7 weenies. Yeah, I love That's that. It. Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> yeah. Weenie Hut Jr. Weenie Hut Jr. Is Heather friends with other people in Broadway? Like, is she friends with the Beverly Hills cast? Uh, I think, I don't know. Actually, I don't want to put she, that out there. If she sure. actually is genuinely friends with people in, say, Beverly Hills, she can go to Beverly. Go to Beverly. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm actually. She, actually, she said at the end, I don't even want to come back to the yeah, show. So she did. She can. She can go and go somewhere else. I'm actually okay with that. I am too now because the moments, the only moments that I can remember in the last like five to six weeks that I actually enjoyed were with Heather and her husband. Yeah, and she might. Oh, I totally agree with like, that. That was the only thing that I really enjoyed in like selling of her house at the at the time. I think I questioned it and said she's just not there and she's away. And now I understand why she's away. Mm-hmm. If she leaves the show, go somewhere else. And then what you do is you tie everybody from OC up to a parasail and just drive off in the Pacific. <laughs> just take them all out there. And that's how the show ends. That's yep. the series finale. That is, is the series finale I want to see. With Vicky screaming as they go. Yes. Yeah, that's a good that's a good camera or sorry, curtain call for them. But the only thing I need to talk about with the shaman scene is Shaman Charlie might be my favorite shaman yet. Because he you reminds every me. Every time we see a shaman, here's why though, and I get updates because this dude reminds me wholeheartedly of Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah, like just his vibe, yeah. his vibe, man. And he's like, just he's like, he wasn't as fake spiritual. He's just like, tell me what you want. No, no, what he seemed, he did seem real. Yeah, um, he wasn't too eccentric. No, too. I think just, that was my problem. Now I'm thinking back to Miami. When they had that shaman and he was just like all over the place and fucking dancing and doing like fire dances. Yeah, no, this guy was straightforward like, and he's this like. This guy just... seems like he didn't even realize there was cameras there because he had some mushroom tea like a couple hours before. <laughs> so and I, this is where he is. He's had three glasses of ayahuasca and he's on cloud nine. He, he, we don't know where he is actually. Yep. But it's worth noting because you brought it up already. But Tamara says that she wants a deeper relationship with Jen and her <laughs> biggest, <laughs> her intention is that she wants trust. And to be trusted. But to be trusted, 
you must be trustworthy, Tamara, which you are never, ever trustworthy. You always go behind people's back and stir shit up and then lie about it. Again, I'll bring it up every time we make this point because it's poignant. You lied on one of our TikToks. You commented on a TikTok that we posted and lied. So you are not trustworthy. So no, you don't deserve people's trust because you don't give it. But in the juxtaposed scene when they're shopping, this is when Taylor, thank God somebody goes to Heather's aid here and sits down next to her. And this is where also with Heather, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're not perfect because we get that clip of the scene because Heather tries to defend it. She's like, oh, am I going to confide in Taylor? Because, oh, I might call her cute again. It's like, that's not what happened. You did belittle the movie. Yeah. And that cuts to the scene. You see it. And she's like, oh, it's so cute. And I was like, yeah, that was that was demeaning. So you can't be fully self-righteous. But at the same time, I'm glad Taylor went over there. I'm glad they started to talk about it. And Taylor's the one that points out, like, yeah, they're all insecure because of your money. That's all it's about. And Heather's like, I'm not apologizing for that. And Taylor's like, you don't have to. It's just that's their problem with yep. you. And I firmly agreed with that. And in that moment, my entire perspective of Heather changed for the whole season almost. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And and Taylor was really just the shoulder to cry on. Taylor's been great this season. She's she's fine. As she doesn't far need as to be the... on like a housewife show. Like she doesn't need to be a full-time housewife, I don't think. She's just not interesting. No, but she's done... But uh, she was there for moral support. And, com- you know, somebody has to be there. Put it this way. Compared to the Taylor we saw in Ultimate Girls Trip, I like this Taylor much better. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But we... Fair. Ultimate Girls Trip is just such a whirlwind. Yeah, it is. I, I don't really fault them for it. I mean, I do I like the show for the most part? No. But I know you don't. I don't mind them. But, but yeah, it's it's not their fault. We're, we're so close to let's just finish. <laughs> no. So we get to dinner and Shannon, I, I don't know what the fuck that was. Like it's it's a hammock. It's a big hammock. And you don't have to walk on it. And she has a full blown meltdown when she's going towards this rope thing. And it's like, dude, like the waiter approaches her and she's like, get away! Get away from me! Like, just walk on the wood. You're standing on a platform. Walk around where everybody else went. I don't know why it's that big of a deal, but the food looked gorgeous. I'll always point that out. The The chef comes out and talks to the table, and this is where they go over intentions because they bring up the shaman thing. And for what it's worth, Emily's like, you know what? I'm done with the Ryan thing. Ryan doesn't define you, Jen. I want to get to know you because, and she makes a really good point. We don't really know Jen. We, the audience, don't really know Jen because everything has been either Ryan or Tamra-centric regarding her. As far as, like, we got a little bit... on the defense of the entire season. I know, which is annoying, but we got a little which bit early is, on. It's actually really funny if you think about it because she started by trying to air out all of her dirty laundry. I know, and then it still and used against her. And then ended up being defensive for the next yeah. 15 fucking episodes. And that's the thing, that's like... so funny. We got a little bit out of her early on about like fostering and stuff like that, which was really interesting. And then since then, all it's been is Ryan and Tamara, Ryan and Tamara. But hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Vicky goes through her shit and she says that, you know, I'm, I'm finally happy now and I'm looking for love. I want forever love and Somebody asked her, do you want to marry your boyfriend? She says, I could definitely see myself marrying him. I'm not there yet. 
And for Heather, she says, you know, that makes me happy and sad. I'm happy that you're not 100% and you're trying to figure it out. You're taking your time. Like, good for you. For whatever reason, Tamara makes a really bad face at this and then takes it upon herself to use this, like, weaponize this against Heather. And this is where you can tell that Tamara's just doing the most to overproduce. She's trying to get the most out of the season in the absolute worst way because then she brings up the fact, well, you said that that Shannon wasn't all in in Montana and then eclipsed to the scene. It's like all she said was like, yeah, I, I don't know if she's like 100% in yet. Like that's not a negative thing. She just said nothing negative. All she said was, as she goes on to explain, all I'm implying is that they're figuring it out. What's wrong with that? And her tone from the Montana clip is 100% aligned with they're figuring it out. She's not 100% yet. So this is just them on like a witch hunt to try to take down Heather. And I think Tamara's the most jealous of her of all of them. She has to be. I mean, just she any low-hanging fruit that she can go after, she's been going after this entire season. And now that Heather's the one who's in the house of pain, if you will, she's just going after her. And it's just, it's so annoying to watch because you know it's coming too. And that was around the time that I, I looked again. How much time is left in this? Like, are we still fucking doing this? And it's 20 like 20 minutes. Like, I know what she's going to do. And as soon as she made the face, I'm like, oh God, don't put this back on Heather. I thought she was either going to put it on Heather or try to put something else on Jen. And I'm like, please just shut the fuck up. Just it's going to go one of say two anything. Ways. Like, because that's what Tamara does. She has two targets. And she will just spend time either taking them down behind the scenes and telling people like Vicky, hey, you're going to question Jen's uh, marriage or you're going to question Jen's relationship with Ryan at dinner tonight. Yep. And Vicky says, yeah, OK, sure, I'll do yeah. that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's a good Vicky impression. Yeah. And then Tamara turns around and she starts going after Heather. And it's like she's trying to use this like smoke and mirror tactic. And then she's also trying to bring in like stupid drama. It's just like, shut up. Just fucking move on. Yeah. They can't focus on one thing. That's like, I think that's our biggest pet peeve about all Probably, these shows. Yeah. Is, and that's, again, and not even to be, bring the new Roni into this, they're not doing that in there. Like, things get squashed and then they go on. And, like, maybe it hasn't been on long enough and they haven't had time to go back to previous fights. But this group cannot seem to move on from fucking anything. No, but it's, 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 Forced by Tamra and Shannon, and the other thing that's been a topic all season. I don't is think it's forced by Shannon. I think that Shannon has no fucking idea what's going on. I don't think she time. does either. And it's actually, again, we we can lump that into what I said. It could be that. Could week. be a personality thing. Who the I hell think knows it's a lot that. going on there. But I do think that Shannon is is part of the problem because she brings up again Heather referring to Emily talking shit in the room. And Heather's like, I didn't fucking say Emily. Yep. I said Tamra. And then that's confirmed. Gina's like, yeah, I said this a while ago. It was, I think it might have been Tamra. So this whole thing that they've built the platform on that Heather sucks has been this, that she was talking shit about Shannon to Emily yep. and then wouldn't tell Emily what Shannon said. But none of that ever actually happened. And instead of people being like, oh, you know what? Sorry, they changed tactics. And Tamara's like, yeah, well, you called them all fucking losers. And Heather's like, no, I didn't. You did. And Tamara's like, no, I said it in jest because I walked up to the table and I saw you sitting with all of them. And I knew that you called them losers. So I walked up to the table and I said, oh, you're sitting with all these fucking losers? What do you believe? You, Shooter Magooter, what do you believe happened? Tamara I believe these that people Heather losers. said that about two people that she said she said it about and not the rest of the group. But it is nice to actually kind of comforting to know that Tamara is an asshole in real life, too. Because yeah. there were no cameras when she was talking about BravoCon. And she walked up to the table and said that. Like, you're just a real piece of shit. It's just really funny. And then it's weird because, you know, Gina is on this kick that she's, like, 
Team Heather, pro Heather. She's always got Heather's back. I haven't really seen that this season. No. At all. But then to me, it just, it proves my point because you see Gina, uh, once again, we're grasping at straws here. She's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me that Tamara called me a loser. It's like, really, dude? Like, that's the level of petty that we're getting to. You're now trying to get upset with Heather. You're just looking for reasons to get upset with her. Yep. Like, that... Apparently, Tamara said it in jest anyway, so if that is the case, why would she tell you? Maybe also she wasn't trying to, like, go behind Tamara's back just for the sole purpose of not being a snitch, which is also a thing. So for her to get, like, you know what? I'm done. I've been nothing but her friend. I've been trying so hard. And, of course, you got Emily there to just kind of feed into it. Like, yeah, I know. I feel so bad for you. Like, you've been there for her, and she never gives it in return. Like, it's just pile on Heather. And it's not good TV, guys. It's terrible, and that's why I wrote right here in all caps, they are fucking losers. They are. They I don't even, are. like, there's not even much more to say. Like, I don't care. the stupid superiority complex they claim that Heather has, I don't think that's a thing. I think that Heather does think she's slightly better than other people, but I don't think it goes to the level that they claim it does. No. And you get the stupid post-dinner thing with the Trace Amigas out and about, and Emily and Gina sitting there venting about Heather, and it's just, that's what the whole episode is, but... The last thing, and this is it, and then we're moving on. Tamara says in her confessional, when Heather's up against the wall, she will say anything. And that, to me, was so hypocritical. Like, that is literally your MO. That is, you have an entire podcast built on that premise. Yep. So for you to say that about anybody else, even if it's true, is the most pot-calling-the-kettle-black glasshouse bullshit I think I've ever heard. Well said. One more episode, Stupid dude. Show. One more episode, and then 16 reunion episodes. Real bad show. Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> What's up, bros? Shooter here to talk to you guys about Rocket Money. Look, if you're anything like me, you're going to be looking through your bank statement wondering where the- is all my money going. Every time that a subscription comes through, I wonder, do I need that subscription? I don't even know what it is. And then 10 minutes later, I forget about it. And there's really nothing that you can do about it. Honestly, we just give our money away to these subscriptions, give it to a higher power. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? I certainly don't. But Rocket Money is absolutely here to help. Look, you might have 12 to 15 subscriptions that you're just not using. If you use Rocket Money, Rocket Money can help out with everything across the board and make sure that your finances are in order when it comes to subscriptions. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Who doesn't want a little extra money? Look, you might belong to five different gyms and not realize it, and you're not going to one of them. But you know what Steele just told me? In the winter, we shred. Or maybe he said we add a few pounds and then we shred. Not really sure a lot of times when Steel talks in one ear out the other. But this is what happens. You get these subscriptions, forget about them, and you need somebody to help. Rocket Money is going to help you out with that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash bros. That's rocketmoney.com slash bros rocketmoney.com slash broth bros well guys it's shooter back again to talk to you this time about manscaped manscaped is a great trimmer that all men use below the waist to make sure that you're looking good and when you look good you feel good you play good that's what we always say here at broth bros and manscaped is absolutely here to help and look if you're listening to this and your boyfriend husband whoever you think could use a trimmer needs a trimmer 
Manscaped is the way to go. You might be just looking at your man a little bit differently, thinking, well, it might look a little bit better if you get a little trim in there. Manscaped is your company. They have a new trimmer out there that's going to make sure that everything is precise and pristine and look great. No matter what the man looks like, the trimming will help. And it's great too, honestly. I have one. I use it in the shower. It's waterproof. It has different levels of trimming. So you can make sure that it's a little longer. You want things a little bit longer. You want things a little bit shorter. You can go any way that you want. But the thing is, it's going to give you confidence. Confidence is key. Manscaped and confidence are two in one. And if you're somebody like me, you've got a problem with nicks and cuts that happen. I might not shave my mustache. I might not shave my face, but I always trim it down. The new lawnmower 4.0 will make sure that you are nick free. I can't tell you how many times I get out of the shower and I have to shave my neck, trim this down, do this, whatever. I'm in a rush in the morning because I'm typically late for work because I like to sleep. The lawnmower 4.0 will make sure that you get the trimming level that you want and it'll be quick and easy and it's a nice process overall that'll keep you feeling confident. So what are you waiting for? Get 20% off and free shipping with code BRAVBROS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BRAVBROS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. But on a much brighter note, and arguably one of the better episodes of Housewives I've seen in the past couple of years, was this week's episode of Roslick. I love yeah, let's, it. Uh, we need a deep clean here. Let's let's light the beam figuratively for good. Yeah, there you go. Light that beam over yeah, there. Just, if you're not watching, good Bravo's YouTube, back. One. Bad Bravo, beginning of the episode. If you skipped OC to get to this, good for you. Yeah, smart decision. Smart decision. We had to trudge through. It doesn't mean um, you have to. Welcome back, everybody who's Welcome skipped. back. <laughs> <laughs> but we start out, we're back at the Trixie Motel, and the whole group gets here. The first thing that Lisa says to Trixie is, I lost my ring. It was 60 Gs. We got it. We got it. See Monica's reaction. We got Yeah, every time. So like, oh, my God. Yeah, really? she's like, oh, no. And like You were there. You were helping her find it. That wasn't real. That was her doing that because she's sick of You think she was doing hearing. it sarcastically? Yeah, no, 100%. Oh, I thought it was like she was playing it up. No, 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 no. She showed up. No, dude. She was doing that. If you look at her on the bus on last week's episode, she's making faces. She's so fed up with the ring bullshit that she is done I, with hearing about it. I get it. it. And I am too. But they walk in and I don't know what kind of welcome they thought they were going to get. But Whitney and Angie walk out like they're the life of the party. Like they, hey, surprise. Like they were going to be stoked that Angie was there. And they're met with crickets. Like except for Lisa was like, oh, my God, you guys. I don't think that, I don't think either of them thought that they'd be stoked that Angie was there. I don't know, dude. The Am way I that, stoked that Angie's there. No, no. But like, I think Angie's delusional. I do think that she thought this was a good move on her part. And look, I get it. You're part of the cast. You got to be there. Meredith. In light of the fresh powder, fresh start stuff that Heather did last week or two weeks ago, whatever, you should have just invited her and avoided this shit. Yep. But for the show, it it made for a great fucking episode. But the best part is we get a quick confessional. Mary, who's Angie? Yeah. <laughs> Which, who the hell's Angie? I really don't think she knows who Angie I, is. I, and her little quips in this, I actually could have done without what she did at the end of the episode with Whitney, but I think oh, she I like has a problem. I, but what my ideal Mary Cosby for this show is just little quips I, I like still, that the entire I can't time. Like, get over her name, dude. 
I, it's just such a funny name, I know. But you have to say the full name. Mary Cosby. And every little thing that she says, like the one-liners are just perfect. They're always so spot on. There's never too much of her, never too little of her, at least so far. I just want her to stay in that realm because it's just so fun. To to give you some confidence, when she was on the show prior, that is her MO. That's kind of how she always is. She'll, right. she'll drop in a one-liner and then she's kind of out of the picture. Like she's not the mainstay. But Meredith and Heather are discussing the fact that Angie's there. And anytime I hear this defense, Meredith goes, there's so many things going on in the world in reference to, I'm not going to worry about Angie being here because there's so many bigger problems. Anytime I hear that, I immediately go, Ooh, she's dealing with something. Something's going on behind. You think so? Yeah. That's what I think. I think that's a quick deflection to not, I think it's a deflection because she doesn't want to talk about it. I think that's obviously true too, but I think there's more going on here personally. I don't know for sure, but you might be right. When they start to dig into it, she just says, Meredith says her interactions have like been unpleasant with Angie in the past, and it goes back to some of the the scenes that they've had together. And yeah, it hasn't been totally pleasant, but I thought it was interesting because the one scene, Meredith's talking to her, Meredith seems upset. Angie yeah. seems like she's actually taking what Meredith is saying in stride. She's like, yeah, yeah. Like It didn't seem like there was contention on Angie's side. It seemed more like a Meredith thing. Yeah. But the more you get into it, I think that it's both sides a little bit. But Heather says it's an act of war. And I was like, whoa, I don't think it's a big that jump. Deep. Yeah, it's a really big jump. And I think Heather said that. Maybe someone else said that. But yeah, act of war by coming on this trip. Like, it's not that deep. She's it, a full time castmate on the show right. that pays you to do what you're doing. Yeah, they pay her to do what she's doing. But yes, yeah. I get what you're saying. But out by the pool, we get a quick little Mary cut. Um, and she's just like by her. Or no, no, that's not true. But we get Mary, Whitney, and Angie out by the pool, and this was hysterical because Angie genuinely was just like, come sit with us. And Mary's like, just please stop talking to me like that. Like, I, <laughs> like stop it. Well, I noticed, like, did you watch the subtitles on? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Because when, I think it was when Lisa first came out, they did sing-songy mm-hmm. when Lisa was talking, when she was saying hey. And then they kind of did the same thing. They, I don't think, it wasn't sing-songy, but I think it was like pleasant tone or something weird like that from Angie. And I love that immediately Mary's like, no, don't talk to me like that. Don't, uh, don't say that. I'm okay over here. Yeah. Just I, don't need, I don't need to come over and join you guys. Like, Leave uh, me alone. Awesome. But I love Mary because she goes, it feels kind of childish to come early. Like she immediately, that's why she's great for the show is because she will ask the questions that we want asked. Yeah. Like we need well, to I address mean, We them. know why they went early. It's totally. so that Whitney could sneak in Angie. 100%. Yeah. But it's just, I like that she just immediately gets, we don't have to do the song and dance. We just get down to it immediately. Yeah. It just feels childish to come early. And Angie goes on to defend herself. And Mary goes, I wasn't talking to you. Firm. Like, <laughs> shut up. I'm talking to Whitney. You shut up. But everyone else comes out to the pool and we get a gift bag exchange. And Angie seems to get defensive about the fact that there was no gift bag or t-shirt for her. I understand her getting defensive because Meredith literally doesn't acknowledge that she's there, which was actually kind of funny. And she didn't invite her. Right. But the fact that in that moment as the host, like you just got to bite the bullet, I think. And at the very There's least. nothing you can do about just, it. Yeah. Right. So just look at her. Look yeah. in her direction and say, sorry, you. And that's a great dig. Sorry, you weren't invited, so I don't have anything for you. Yep. Like that's a good dig instead of just like walking by and like trying your hardest not to make eye contact. But Angie's response to it. Like, all right, I guess Meredith, uh, and Meredith does eventually say that, like, towards the end, but I think it would have serviced her better to say it, like, early on instead of the yeah. awkward moments. But 
when she does finally say, like, sorry, I don't have anything for you, Angie gets, like, indignant. She's like, well, thank you for acknowledging that I wasn't invited. It's like, whoa, dude, you weren't invited. Like, you are here against her will. And thank God for Monica you going. You were going to get a gift bag? Yeah, or what something the that you weren't invited to? Like, why would she have Meredith an has an extra one just in case, you know, somebody else shows up? But then she's like, I bet it's all just, like, re-gifted shit from her. It's like, it doesn't matter, like, what it is. It's her gift bag on her trip. Angie's I, a fucking loser. I, she, I just, I, I don't need her. We said this last year, too. We she, did. I can't believe she got the, the full show. time. I, I don't get it. I know you I, you didn't want to put Mary in, or maybe Mary, Mary didn't want to commit to a full time role. That kind of makes more sense. But she's on a trip, you know what I mean? Like I it, think who knows? That they've recognized like we need Mary. Yeah, so I think that she's in, like, like a smaller capacity. It's almost like it. a Marisol situation. Yeah, like we're not going to go over to Mary's house and you know do a might. full day with her. I think we, we might. only had that one little scene with her talking to her son about you know while well, she was on the phone with the Dom Perignon O three. Um, yeah, I, I just Angie's not doing it for me at all. She didn't do it for me last year. She's just not. She's not good. She's not, not good. good. Everything seems played up. Everything seems like she wrote it down and she's like trying to recite lines, which I hate. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. But thank God for Monica being there because she literally goes, "Ew." <laughs> Monica, Monica's like reactions to things are actually really funny. They're great. She's and I great. forgot that she was even friends with Angie. I did too. I completely forgot. I was like, I, I don't really care because this far into the season three episodes, I don't really care where Monica came from at this point because she's here. Yeah, she's here. She, and she's here. I don't care what her connections are. She's going to make friends with people, this, that, and she whatever. She seems like she's been here for three seasons. I That's know. That's the funny thing. And she slid right in. I think people are going to go after her at some point in time, and I think she can hold her own. I think she'll be fine. I think she's going to be really good for TV because she brings such a weird dynamic to this group. Because honestly, if we think about it, if we dropped Mary and Monica... I'd be bored. Yeah, I would too. I mean, Heather, Heather can only do so much. She, look, we talked about it on the first episode. This like, is going to be a roller coaster of a season. Oh, I know. We're going to go up and down and up and down. Know. But so far, so good. We're going to have to do a heat check for Heather every week. I like be that. Like, how are we feeling? Where are we bit? feeling? I'm a uh, uh, scale one to 10. Okay. I'm at like a six, five. I was going to say six, five. Wow. Great minds think alike. I'm at like a six, five. Six, and, that, five. and also, granted, she's working up from a hard zero. Oh yeah. So a hard zero is a she got herself step. up to like the seven range and last week kind of dropped down to about a three and a half, four. Yep. And then she's back and up she's to back six up. five. So, so. And look, I mean she had to vomit in a bag at the end, but she that, got there. That got her the half point. Whatever dude. gives you that, that's the half the point. <laughs> but we get a scene where Angie, Lisa, and Whitney are in their room talking. And we've already heard like when they're filming in other rooms, like these walls are thin. You can hear everything. But what I love about this... About the Crappy Lake Motel? It's funny. Somebody else said that, I think, like in the comments yeah. on some other page. But the funny thing to me, 95% of housewives in this moment would sit there with like a cup on the wall listening to the shit being talked. No, no. Monica hears her name and she kicks that fucking door yeah. in and goes, I heard my name because these walls are thin as fuck. What are you guys talking about? Yep. And she's... that. That's good stuff. That's good shit. It's good, that's good stuff that's right good there. Stuff. I like that. But Angie gets defensive and she's like, you're my friend. Like, you need to defend me. And it's like, not when your behavior is indefensible. You're on someone else's trip. You came uninvited and you're being a dick to the host. If you're going to be the person that comes on this trip, it's not coming to prove a point that you want to be mad. It's coming to prove a point like, hey, Meredith, this is why I wanted to get invited because I want to get closer to the group. You're taking a really weird tactic by being the aggressor instead of just like fading off into the background. Like, know your role here. You weren't invited. Be quiet. 
and enjoy the trip. I don't think she's going to get over the fact that she's been slighted. No, she's That's not the, at all. Like, the vibe that you get from Angie is she never deserves to be slighted. How dare you slight me in any way, shape, or form? And she wasn't invited on the trip. And she showed up anyway. Over. She can't. And it's get like over it. you can make jokes about it. Like there's so many different ways that you can go about it. You might be able to diffuse the situation if you use a little humor. Just do anything. Crack but... a couple of jokes at Meredith's expense. Maybe you get Meredith pissed off, but who cares? She can't kick you off the trip. It's just it's do so anything fucking... else but what you're doing. Whatever. Is, it's sucks. so hard to do what she's doing. I know. You know it's, what I mean, it, like it, it's so much easier to make it funny. It takes more effort to be this much of an asshole on yeah. a trip you're not invited on than just to do anything else. Got to be exhausting. I'm exhausted watching her try Me too. But we go on the shopping trip for friends, and this has to happen across the board. Yeah, no, on I, all we're gonna have to do this franchise. Should we yeah. do this for an episode? I'll dress yeah. you, and you dress me. Yeah, we'll do that. I like that. Yeah. We'll do that. We have to go to. Uh, where should we, should we go to like a consignment store? We'll try to get, yeah, we'll go to a consignment store. Maybe Salvo. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. We'll do it for a live show. Maybe that would be fun. Oh, I like that. That's a good live idea. Live show would be a good time. Yeah. If we only had a place to go do a live show soon. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I haven't like, done one in a while. I'm getting a little itch. I know. Maybe like the West Coast or something. West Coast could probably scratch it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we got uh, that sand out there. It's a little more rocky than the East Coast. So Yeah, that's okay. But like in LA. It could be. I don't know. Definitely Maybe you Orange should County. tune into our live, I guess, last night. <laughs> listening to this now. So we can, yeah, there's your hint. Last night. Yeah, last yeah. night. Because this is going to Check drop it out. out. Check it out. But they're shopping for friends. And Meredith is just like, this is where she could do herself so many favors by being the cool host here and not letting Angie get under her skin. But she is visibly upset the entire time. And that is giving Angie ammo and making her feel almost vindicated by this whole thing. Like, yep. I'm here. I'm trying. It's like, you're here uninvited, but whatever. The groups that are going together, Monica and Mary could have a camera on them for a full episode, I think, and just watch their interactions. Because, like, it's such a funny dynamic. You've got Mary, who is Mary Cosby. And then you've got Monica, who is, you know... A little bit louder. She's going to say kind of whatever she wants to say. And not how Mary does, but Monica's a little more... I think Monica picks up a vibe a little She quicker, seems to though. read the room better. She could tell right away. And I and it's got to be hard to read Mary, too. I, although I feel like Mary's kind of black and white. She knew know, right away. You can't read her. You can't? Not really. I think you kind of... Like, you do what Monica did. Like, Monica asked her if she liked this or liked that. And Mary gives one word answers. And bro, she's like, okay, no, cool. That was right so down. funny because she picks it up and is like, oh, like, any other person would be like, oh, not really. She's like, oh, do you like this? She's like, no. Yeah. No. Just immediately no. And then she, like, she put you? it right back on the rack. She yeah. didn't ask for an elaboration. She goes, okay. So I feel like she kind of... She caught that a little bit easier than... Obviously, Whitney can't mm. catch anything. Um the rest of them like would never be able to pick it up or they just push their own agenda. Monica, obviously she's still new, so she's not doing anything. But when she was with Mary, I thought that was, like you said, it's a really funny scene. I thought it was it great. It kind of works. And I feel like Mary even kind of respects Monica a little bit after that scene, which has got to be tough to come by. It's got to be really difficult. And you see Meredith dress up Lisa. I don't know. <laughs> clearly, as Lisa says, clearly Meredith hates me because what the fuck? And like, I don't, I didn't, it looked like she was going to Coachella. Or yeah. something like that. Like it was Burning not... Man. R.I.P. Burning Man. Yeah, there are uh, Firefest. Yeah, well, Firefest too. Yeah. Oh, there is a Firefest two coming. Oh yeah, there yeah, is. There's a rumor about. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, allegedly. But uh, Whitney looks insane. She looks like she's going to a tea party in a laboratory. Whitney would have dressed herself that way. And then Angie, like this is this was like painful. Like I felt awkward and uncomfortable. Like she's there. She's shopping for herself. Nobody is giving her the time of day. And she's like, oh, like, I'm a Greek goddess, everybody. Like, look at me, look at me. And it's like, again, don't 
first of all, Heather goes, Angie? Like, who's Angie? Like, she's playing into it now, too. But if you are, I'm going to keep saying it. I know it's getting annoying, but if you are the person that wasn't invited on the trip, stop making yourself the center of attention. Don't walk out of the room and demand the room because it's a really shitty look. Instead, it's, it's all ego, too. Yeah, you it's know? totally it's, ego driven. It's full ego. Like, any normal person with any sort of. I guess humility would be able to walk into that situation and say, all right, I wasn't invited. I'm not going to make too many waves here, but obviously I'm going to check into certain conversations. I'm mm-hmm. going to be this and that and whatever. I don't know if it's because she feels like she's, I think it's a combination of her feels, feeling slighted and pushing an agenda. And also this is just her personality. I think that's, I mean, nobody walks down. It's like, Oh, I'm a Greek goddess. Like I've heard her say that 15 times. She's been on the show for a season and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we get it. We understand. Move on. We're good. I don't really care for whatever the fuck you're trying to do right now. No, just it's stop. Just, it's just painful to it's, watch. It's it. really painful. It's not good. It's not any good. other situation too. I would have felt bad. I would have been like, ah, that sucks. She wasn't invited on the trip. Now she has to shop alone. Nobody cares what she's wearing. If she's making jokes, you could play that hand any so easily. Per- any other person, even if I don't like the person, minus probably Tamara. Tamara, I'd be like, all right, you get what you deserve. Someone else, I'd be like, yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, like, that's really awkward. But with there, her, I'm like, I don't care. I do not I care. I do not care what you're doing. You're burying yourself. Yeah, Angie. get the camera off of her. Go go back to Mary and Monica. Please do. Please do. But we find out that we're going to Cary Grant's house, who, you know, massive movie star from back in the day, North by Northwest. Uh, what else? N- Notorious, I believe, yep. is one of his. Like, fucking superstar back when Hollywood had, like, actual celebrities, not when everybody's a celebrity now, but... We're celebs, pal. That's my point. Yeah. That's right? like a that's a scathing, scathing scathing indictment of what being famous means is that you and I could argue that we're like Z list. I don't even want to say celebrities because I don't I, look, I don't like playing this card. You do, I do not. But Z? I don't know. <laughs> why don't you are audience? You tell us what letter, quote unquote, celebrity we are, and please keep it low to avoid Yeah, do this it in the guy. lower the lower thirteen. That yeah. would probably be. But the lower thirteen. I don't think I've ever heard that referred in the alphabet. The lower thirteen. I don't. I just made it up. That, no, it 26? sounds smart. Yeah. I know. I know. I get it. I was trying to give you Quick credit. Math. <laughs> yeah, bra bros, math. Um, but once we find this out, Lisa is so upset. She's like, "I'm wearing this ridiculous outfit to go to Cary Grant's house, and it's a five star restaurant, and I look like an idiot." I had my shopper in Milan send me a bunch of things from over there, and I don't even have my sixty thousand dollar ring to show things. Oh off yeah, Dude, shut up! Dude, come on. I, I, this is what I do not understand: is if I was this rich, yeah, we were this rich, I would not give a fuck. No, we did zero. a planned thing where we had to dress each other, and it was funny and goofy. Look around the table. We were going to a five star restaurant. That's fun. Absolutely, that's hilarious. If you have that kind of money, we can be like, "Fuck it's everybody." Little here. fuck you, money. Yeah, it's yes. like I know this is a five star restaurant. I know this is Cary Grant's estate. And I do not care. This is how much I give a shit because I have so much money. You will not turn me away. That is fuck you, money, like you said. So I think yeah, it's a bigger own it totally, especially, especially. Look around the table, dude. Like. Everyone looks like a moron. Yeah. So no one there at the restaurant is going, oh, these women think they're hip. They're going, oh, this is a bit. Like, this is a thing. They're, it's either a bachelorette party or, like, there's something going on here where these women dressed funny. No one's judging Lisa in that moment except for Lisa herself. And it's just, I like Lisa Barlow a lot. I think she's I do, too. This, ep- this episode was a little tough for It for is. Cause she, and then, you know, while they're sitting at the dinner table, this was brutal. This was actually brutal. Like, 
tell me something interesting about your life. And that obviously means like when we've heard crazy stories in the past from other housewife shows, Meredith starts it out with what I don't even I didn't even write it down because it wasn't even worth talking about. What did she say? Oh, I used to vacation in Palm Springs with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like okay. Fun. Then Mary goes, I had a, an African crane, but that wasn't even her interesting fact. Just came out of nowhere. I actually yep. liked the African crane thing. That was funny to me. And she said it was weird. It would make me stare at it all day. Yeah. <laughs> so in my head, I have this image of like her like wide-eyed, like that one picture yeah, yeah, of yeah. her when she finds out they don't have Dom Perignon. Yep. Her just staring at a bird like that for an hour, yep. like without blinking. That's exactly what I thought. Like, yeah. that, so I did like that, but we keep going through things. And Angie goes, people think that I'm a hard ass, but I'm actually super sensitive. Nobody thinks you're tough. Nobody thinks that you're tough. Not one person at this table thinks you're a hard ass. You are the person they think you are. They think you're an asshole. Which you are. Not a hard ass. No. It's not a tough guy. No, you, you you ain't that guy, pal. You're not that guy. But Lisa says, I got my second piercing. I'm so bad. And the fact that Monica followed up this with what she said, because Lisa goes, I'm so bad because I got a second piercing. Monica goes, you guys are boring as shit. I fucked my brother-in-law for 18 months, mic drop. Yep. That is an interesting That's story. That's to do it. Yeah, especially when Lisa's saying she's bad because she got two piercings. No, no. She got dicked down by her brother-in-law for 18 months and is sharing it with the table. Yeah. That is what this game is about. Heather and Angie's interesting fact is that they went to high school together. It's just, shut up. Stop it. This is so you've seen this. All of no. you have seen this. Heather's before. was that she's into birds now. It's That's how so the African dumb. crane came up. I just don't understand any of it. I don't either. So that being said, great, great great episode overall. But they get into, and of course Whitney's doing this, and I firmly believe that Whitney tries to come up with ways to stir the pot and does a very bad job of translating that into an organic response. Yeah. Because she's like, let's play warm and fuzzy, cold and prickly. And it's like, oh, this should go well. What's warm and fuzzy? Oh, that's something you like about the person next to you. What's cold and prickly? It's something you don't like. There's no way this is going to go south. By the way, Lisa. You got to it. Oh, you're, it worked I out really it well worked for out us. Great, but like you're concerned about the outfits. You should be concerned about the party at the table because somebody's going to ruin everybody's experience at this restaurant. Oh, yeah. We start out, and I forget what the first one is, but when we get to Heather, she tells Angie she doesn't trust her. And she says, why? And she doesn't actually tell Angie why. What we end up finding out is Heather doesn't trust her because they were friends in high school. And that was glossed over the first couple episodes. They were friends. We thought there was something missing. Yeah, and that seems to me to be the missing piece because they were friends in high school. And then Heather says it very eloquently. She sucks the biggest dick in the room. She wants to be with the cool kids. And I think that we get proof of that from last season with how she was with Jen. And I'm not saying that Heather can't be accused of the same thing because of her relationship with Jen. But at the same time, you can't deny that Angie was ride or die for Jen. Jen was clearly going down. So then she jumped over to the Lisa Barlow ship. And I think they've been friends for, uh, that's not true. I think they connected last year. I don't know. They did at some point last year, but it was around the same time that Jen, I think they went to San Diego, and it's when mm-hmm. Jen dumped the bottle of water on Angie's head. Yep. That's when Lisa and Angie started to click. That's right. That's so right. they've been friends pretty much since then. But again, they did that only because Angie and Jen's relationship started going downhill after Correct. that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And we kind of get through everybody, and Meredith goes, and she doesn't say anything bad about Angie. And Mary 
Thank you, Mary Cosby. She might actually be the prophet. Who knows? But Mary Cosby <laughs> comes out and goes, that's not what you said. You said that you had a feeling about Angie. But before we get there, we get Monica's prickly about Lisa. And this one, I think, is valid because she has an issue with her bringing up the $60,000 ring over and over and over again. And Lisa's like, I never really talked about it that much. And it's like, let's go through it then. Bravo production, hit it. Mention one, mention two, mention three, mention four, mention five. There were seven plus mentions yep. of this ring. Half of them specifically said the monetary value, which completely goes against, and this doesn't make any sense to me. She kept saying, it's a sentimental thing. I just don't want to lose it. If it's sentimental, then do not tell us how much it is. That immediately wipes the whole sentiment away from the fucking thing. Yep, sentimental it things. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you're clearly cost. wrong. You're mad. I don't know. Maybe it is sentimental. I'm not going to tell you it's not. But the fact that you keep bringing up the money aspect of it all is either, one, showboaty. Mm -hmm. Look at me. I've got a $60,000 ring. I lost it, but I'm going to let you know how much it was the entire time. Or two... You care about money and like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's just, she talks about it so much. I didn't think that, honestly, I didn't think that Lisa handled it poorly. I think it could have gotten a lot worse when yeah. Monica brings something like that up, especially somebody that you just met, somebody that you're not really friends with. I get that. And I think that Lisa just said, you know, I, I hear you. I get it. I understand. And Monica didn't push too far. Nope. Lisa didn't take too much. And she was no, able to kind was, of move on. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was weird because it's something that was bothering us too. Right. And we understand why Monica was bothered by it. And for something that was kind of annoying, they were able to squash she it. She takes it in stride. Now, it could pop up again next week. We don't really know. Uh, before but you she, get too she far. She takes it in stride. She takes it in stride at the table yes, and then goes to her confessional. And she says, when you can afford a $58,000 ring. And then the well, price yeah. changes. Yeah. When you can afford a $58,000 ring, then maybe you can complain about it, you fucking bitch or whatever. That's how we know that she feels. But like that. That's exactly why she keeps saying $60,000. I agree. Right. But for me, like when this woman just told you, like her reasoning behind it was not accusatory. It's no. like, look, I'm struggling. I've got four kids. I'm a single mom, which, yeah, you're a single mom because you banged your brother-in-law. But at the same time, you still have the children. And that doesn't take away from the fact that you're trying your best for your kids. You're trying to be a good mom, provide all of those things. So to hear somebody get so up in arms over and over again about losing a $60,000 ring probably hits you a little bit. It's probably not awesome to hear. And I think it's a good check. Like that's a moment for Lisa to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I do need to be aware of who I'm talking around because I also, I would imagine a lot of people that are around when they hear that, they're like, ew, like yeah, tough shit, dude. Yeah. Like also you guarantee the ring's insured. So like go get another one, but yep. like stop talking about it. So I think it was actually a good check. And I don't think that Lisa took it well. I'm glad she took it well at the table. But the fact that she went and made that confessional, I didn't like. I that. throw unless confessionals they spill like actual knowledge or something else. I always kind of just like analyze in the moment because confessionals, you know, weeks and weeks later, you, you think of quips that you may have been uh, able yeah. to say at that point in time. Yeah, but that's true. I'm gonna give her the grace here because she actually handled it well and could have blown up, and obviously a lot of other things blew up. Okay. So she kind of kept her cool there, and I I appreciate that. You know what? It's funny you said it that way. It's almost like when you have an argument with somebody and then like 20 minutes shower, you're like, damn, I wish yeah. I'd said that. That's what confessionals Replay are. Replay the argument in your head. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I should that's have said this. I would have been sick. And then it would have went this way. Yeah, that that's exactly what it is. But what did not need to happen? Had no business doing this. Thank God she did. But had no business doing this. Angie wants to give a toast because Greeks love to toast. And she says the word of the day is fake. What? Are you 
doing right now? Why on earth would you take this route? You are, regardless of your feelings of the matter, you're on her trip, dude. Just just wear it for a little while. When you have the chance to talk to her one-on-one, have a conversation. Don't teach us the Greek word for fake and then say, that's the word for fake. And Meredith says, Angie said publicly that they couldn't be friends. And we didn't get a clip of that. So like, I'm going to take that one with a grain of salt. Yeah. But Angie goes on, she's like, maybe I should explain why I'm upset. Meredith's like, I really don't care. I really do not care. And this was one of my favorite interactions I think I've seen in a while because it takes such a left turn. Yep. And I was not ready for it. And the fact that Angie takes the approach of trying to take digs at Meredith, digs at Meredith. She's like, you rent all of your shit. Monica again is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Which is what we're all doing. It's like, stop it. And that's, I think that's why I like Monica. It's implanting somebody with our perspective. Yeah. And she's like, like, you need to knock this shit off. And it goes to her confessional. She's like, I don't know what the fuck she thinks she's doing. She's like four foot 10 and 70 pounds. Meredith will beat the shit out of her. And I'm not going to get involved in that fight. So I'm just trying to pull it back, trying to lean it in. This is where we get, and we've seen it multiple times, like leading up to this season. We've seen clips of it online. You can leave after saying it. Fucking wild. Sounded like Gandalf out there. (laughs) You shall not, not that, bash. but she did that, and then she did the weird British accent too. Like I, love I don't the know. British accent. I think that Meredith was plastered. She was. I, they were all really drunk. She well, was for hammered. the most part, it seems like all of them were. And you get to see so many different. Like this is actually a really good case study for like the different levels of drinking. Oh yeah. Get, Heather is like goofy and funny, and then she throws up at the end of the night. Yep. Meredith is an emotional wreck. Yep. Lisa's quiet at the other end of the table. Yep. And. You know, you kind of kind of mix in mix a couple in, things in there, but everybody you get every else, the everyone else is the in between yeah, people, exactly. right? They they go a little bit this way, a little bit. You get the yep. hard ends of the spectrum, and then the trickle down effect. Which, by the way, any time that I've ever had, an, have you ever had an espresso martini when you were drinking? Uh, I had one, and I, I didn't like it. Yeah, it's one of those things that like it's like a Red Bull vodka. You ever have two in a night? You're dead. You're are you? you? I are. don't think because I, I used to do like I'd mess with Red Bull vodkas, and I remember one time distinctly, I was like so drunk but i i my heart was like yeah. i was like i don't care for this at all like yeah. i don't like this at all no, it's just not it's, it's not a good move and i think they yeah. had at least three or four you know what my wild amount of espresso martinis my roommate at ohio state what he used to love was jaeger and red bull yeah jaeger bomb yeah jaeger is that bomb. a jaeger bomb jaeger it is bomb. jaeger and red bull yeah. oh okay so he would 24 7 in our dorm room like we had nothing else in our fridge because he would buy the biggest bottle of jaeger and it took up that whole mini fridge <laughs> And it would be Jaeger and Red Bull, and this motherfucker. College move. But he would just like pull from the bottle and then wash it down with a Red Bull. Like that was his oh, Jaeger. Bo- yeah, dude. It, uh, it gives me literally my, the hair on the back of my neck God, standing up. God. But I don't like that feeling of being like amped up and slowing down. No. Unless, unless it's cocaine. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the original four loco formula. Oh well, yeah. That's that will always live on in infamy. I, I do not do. know. I've actually had this discussion before about having a party where we were to go back and like drink what we used to in high school. Yeah. Like let's get some forties St. Ides, some high gravity things in here. Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Like let's just get into it and just see how it goes. Obviously we'll never be able to get the original Four Loco because it's been banned by the FDA because As it, it should is be dangerous. It was giving kids heart attacks. It was giving kids heart attacks, yes, because they would drink like five or six No, of them. do you know what I've looked up the formula, you know what it's equivalent to? What? Five cups of coffee, five shots of vodka, and a shot of espresso. 
<laughs> that is the equivalent of the original Four loco, And the reason was, now it, they still make them, but they only have caffeine in them. Right. The ones back then, like when you get a monster and it says like Taurine, Guarine, Goron, yeah. like all that had nonsense. All that shit in it it had all of that. Oh my Plus, God. they wouldn't regulate. Like that was my favorite thing probably about Four Logos is every once in a while you would get one that was one, a black like heavy one. Yeah, I remember that. Blackout yeah. in a can. Blackout in a can, yeah. <laughs> You got the heavy one. Oh, yeah, that was a good sidetrack. Yeah. Oh, where were we? Um, oh, the you can leave. Where you can leave. Yeah. We got the Gandalf moment from Meredith. And uh, this is where, you know, and it could be a cop-out. Somebody alludes to that later. Uh, Whitney does on the bus ride back where, like, this is what Meredith does. Like, she kind of puts her foot in her mouth, and then she tries to reel it in. Like, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. But for me, I, I thought originally I told you when she said there's a lot more going on in the world. I was like, I think there's more here. Then when she drops the, there's kids that are going to be disabled and this, and now I'm like, what the fuck? And she gets up and leaves the table. I'm like, this cannot be the root of the problem. No. There's no way that this is it, unless it is. I think we'll find out what the root is because it's Meredith. And luckily, her and Lisa seem to be okay. Yeah. So we'll get it through Lisa. Like, Meredith Probably. will tell Lisa what's going on, but, but not anyone else. What's interesting with Lisa, when they go outside to talk, Lisa says, and because Meredith's going off, she's like, oh, she wants to get into this. Like, I've got dirt on her. If she wants me to talk about her husbands. Mm -hmm. Husbands. Husbands. Not husband. Husbands. Husbands. If she wants me to talk about husbands, I will. And Lisa goes in a confessional, and she, this is very good analysis by Lisa. I like this moment. She's like, this is a pattern, because Meredith... Pushes people away, and then she has rumors. And then we go, uh, they're doing a good job with production, bringing the receipts this yeah. season, which I appreciate. They go back to last season, pretty much to the T. Pushes away Lisa. Next thing we know, she's dropping the rumors about the jazz tickets, dropping mm -hmm. rumors about Vita Tequila. So in that moment, now I'm questioning, is there more going on, or is this a pattern? It's probably a pattern, and I did appreciate the way that Lisa did that. I also really appreciated that, during that whole interaction outside of the restaurant, you can still tell that Lisa's guarded around Meredith. She is, yeah. She's not willing. Yes, she'll you know be a shoulder to cry on, if you will. But Lisa's not offering up a ton of information. Mm. And she's also not fully taking Meredith's side. When mm. she starts to talk her through what just happened in there, she's not saying Angie is completely wrong. Of course, like she should not have gone at you like that. She starts making generalized excuses for everybody, that just light, saying like yeah. it looks like you know there's emotions are flaring and this and that and whatever. Instead of just purely taking Meredith aside. And I think Meredith's going to have to get used to that. And that's where I really don't understand. That kind of brings me back to what we were talking about last week or the week before about Meredith and Lisa becoming friends again. What's in it for both of them? Lisa, you know, I think she's just kind of open to seeing what happens. Meredith, there is an agenda there. And I really think it's because Meredith's just not close to anybody else in the group. That could be it. She's really not. I mean, she doesn't really have anybody to confide in. She'll talk to her husband. We'll get those scenes, I'm sure, with the two of them in the bath, just discussing really what happened on not. the trip. I'd rather not. And then they'll come back. And she doesn't have any of the women in the group to talk to real she'll go back to lisa and once that starts happening i'm interested to see what happens with that because lisa has no allegiance to meredith right Which now I she like, have to and i like that she's standing by it right right we that's what i was afraid of because their friendship before was very one-sided she would yep. she would kind of cater to meredith and now like you said last week lisa grew a spine like we got a much tougher lisa and someone that's protecting herself so i hope that she carries that through i like that she's staying middle of the road I think that's going to serve her well for this whole season. If she can stay on that path, I don't, she's obviously going to get pushed one way or the other. I, I just think it's impossible to stay neutral this long, but 
I like the way that she's going. Final scene, we get the sprinter van, and of course, Salt Lake is infamous for their sprinter van scenes, and Heather's fucking hysterical when she gets on the van. It goes downhill quickly. But this is where Whitney has her moments where it's like, all right, you this was premeditated. Mm-hmm. You were trying to force this in to further your narrative, your storyline. She's like, this isn't real. It's opportunistic and convenient for Meredith to say that she's going through a whole lot. And it's like, why? No one's even talking to you. And then when people challenge her, like, why? Like, I think Mary brings it up. She's like, why are you talking? She's like, I'm defending myself. From who? No one was talking to you. You weren't on the chopping block. You offered the information up, and then you defended yourself because you put your foot in your mouth. I love that when you're completely scot-free from a situation, which Whitney got herself into a lot of shit last year. It looks like she's going to again. She's doing it again, but she's doing it way more actively. Like, you left that dinner table. You didn't really have any issues with anybody. No. You kind of squashed one thing when you were talking to Meredith at one point in time. You had an issue with her, but that was just during the game, and you were able to move past it. Great, whatever. Nobody cares about you right now. Like, don't you just want to enjoy that? Yeah, can't you maybe, just... Maybe being the fun person in the group could yeah. be could be a good time. You could have had a W tonight. You had a little drama yep. at dinner. You said, what's the big dill? Because you can't say deal. What's the big dill? Like, that was good. That was enough. You that, don't that have is to enough, do and this. I, that's what I don't... And I think that's just kind of like where we are and like the forecast for Housewives moving forward. Nobody wants to just kind of like have a good time and just enjoy themselves and maybe be like comic relief and just have a little bit of fun here yeah. and there. Like that's what Heather was good at. And then Heather got involved in a lot of shit. Hopefully she goes back to it this season. We'll see. So far. <laughs> you were just given an opportunity to just maybe like hang around, be nice, play a couple of jokes here and there, and like have a little bit of fun. You already brought Angie on the trip. You so did enough. First, you brought Angie on this trip and nobody is mad at you for bringing Angie Isn't on the trip funny? yet. No one said shit Everybody's just mad at Angie for coming. The audacity of Angie to come. <laughs> How about Whitney who invited her? Like maybe you could have done that. No, they didn't. So you somehow managed to escape this entire process without getting in trouble for anything. Scott free. And you didn't feel right, so you had to insert yourself and be the asshole. To be to de- make sense. to defend yourself. Yes, to yeah. defend yourself to no one, to nobody, to your own intrusive but thoughts. Probably. Thank God for our Lord and Savior. Hallowed be Thy name, Mary Cosby, because she goes. Why did you have to say anything? By the way, you called me a pornography. A like, pornography. Yes. Go on. <laughs> what? what? Go on. Not She's familiar like, with that term. Yeah. Everyone's like. What do, you, what do you mean? And it's like, you called me a pornography. At this point, it's only Heather, Whitney, and Mary on the yeah. van. We finally get the actual word because <laughs> Heather's because Heather pops Heather's her head face. up with she, her hat like upside down hanging underneath. Uh, predator. Predator. She said predator. Like, and she's still laughing, too. Which I know. Is so funny. But this is the Heather. And look, I'm not one to advocate for heavy drinking. We haven't seen, like, I don't know. I guess we've seen a drunk Heather a lot in the past. We haven't seen that drunk no. of a person. No, on not on any of these yeah. shows, really, because they finally get off of the van. And I loved the driver, dude. The driver is holding that door open, like, please get off. Like, please get off this fucking van. Yeah, so like, I, Can you please shut the door. I need some yeah, privacy. Shut like, this the door. Is my and she's okay, like, whatever. She's like, ugh. And as soon as she closes it, I like that she took it in stride because when she comes back around the van, she's smiling. When she closes the door, she knows what's about to happen. Yep. She's like, I'm fucked. I'm going to have to wash this. I'm going to have to power wash this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Open the door because it's like a scene where like somebody farts in a room and they're trapped. Like, get me out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because Whitney's like panicking. She's like, open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. 
throws the door open. Whitney's gagging. Heather's got her head in a bag. And this is where Peagate comes in. Mm-hmm. Do you think she peed? I think so. I think I she think did. So. That was not... Either that or like a water bottle spilled behind her and it's just doing her dirty. Here's my thing. It's really bad placement. I don't want to get too graphic and I'm going to try not to. Well, they watched it. The bag is seemingly holding up. Yeah, it wasn't well. the bag, and it was way not, too liquidy to be. And it was yeah. also too clear. She yeah. was drinking espresso martinis. That puke would be dark. Yeah, that was a clear liquid coming out from underneath. Look, let's let's just let's Leave say it what it is. No, she peed. Okay. She peed, right. and it's okay. Lots of people have done it. Shockingly, that was not one of my things. <laughs> I never peed while drunk. Peeing and throwing up? Uh, no. Same time? I've been on the toilet. Uh, we don't do this. We don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just completely unintentionally yeah, went no. there. I forgot what we, we were just, doing. Yeah, we're drifting. I we were it. like podcasting no, no, right no. now. I just wanted to. We're just having a just conversation now. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. We don't have to do this. But <laughs> overall, uh, Salt Lake. Tremendous start from an abysmal season last year, so I it couldn't come at a better time for me. I'm thrilled that uh, you know after trudging through OC all season, we get this, and because I was so nervous about this show, I wanted it to have a return yeah. to form. And I think so far, I'm not. We will not do the thing where nope, no, like, no, no, we're no, so excited. Stop it now. Yeah, it's good for now. Yes. So let's move on to questions. That takes us to the question portion of the show. Up first from Facetune. Yes, the app Facetune asked us a question and they said, do you Facetune like a housewife? And no, this is not an ad. We are not sponsored by Facetune. Um, this is an actual question we got from Facetune. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't either. You want to throw us some free stuff? Maybe yeah, I'll, I'll... you know, we can be bribed into Facetune. These faces, they don't need to be tuned. Yeah, you don't have to tune this face, Facetune. But thanks for asking. Wow. Thanks, Facetune. Wow, thanks, Facetune. You just got a free ad right there. You're welcome. Up next from Liv Tate. It's Liv.T8, but I think you mean Tate, and I read it right for once. Do you think Tamara goes after Jen and Ryan because she's jealous Ryan didn't like her? Oh, I like that. No, no. I think she goes after Jen and Ryan just because she, she thinks that she knows something scandalous and thinks it's good for TV. I think there's a hint of jealousy there. I don't she think did say it's... earlier in the season, like, he, That's he hit saying. on me, and then right. everyone's like, no, no, he didn't. I don't think that she wanted to bang Ryan. I don't think she likes other people getting attention, especially when it's her friend at her gym. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I can yeah. see some some truth there. From efits 7 what is your fuzzy wuzzy slash ice pick about the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> Fuzzy Wuzzy is that they haven't been to the Super Bowl since I've been watching football. And uh, the ice pick is nothing. They're a great franchise that never wins anything. My Fuzzy Wuzzy is the fact that without fail, every season, they destroy themselves. It's so fun to watch the demise of the Cowboys time in and time out. And the fact that they hired Mike McCarthy, of all people, to be their coach, who is known for just fizzling out in tremendous fashion is so picture perfect my ice pick is that there's a alarming amount of cowboys fans in the philadelphia area and it's weird to me that's stupid yeah that's my ice those pick. people are real losers yeah <laughs> right heather yeah right heather we're on your team now <laughs> from way Yahweh. Why do people think heather pissed herself do you not know how pants work what's your th- do you 
from way away, why do you think people think Jesus? Why do you word this so weird? From way away, why do people think Heather pissed herself? Do they not know how pants work? What's your thought? To which I need to counter immediately. Do you know how pants work? Pants are not waterproof. Yeah, they're not like rubber pants that you would take to go fly fishing. Yeah, if or you something, pee like, your pants, it yeah. will come out like that. If you do a full pee, like a full drunk pee, it would 100% stream eventually. Let's get Mythbusters on this. Should we? Should we? Oh, we need to do our own Mythbusters. Pee somewhere <laughs> through pants. <laughs> We've had too much bathroom talk the last. I know, few right? Weeks. This is... Which room would you stay in at the Trixie Motel? This is from Christy Jedlicky. Um, hmm. there was the um. I don't remember the Malibu Flamingo room. Malibu Barbara. Uh, there was the honeymoon suite. I, I, whatever one, the one that had the circle bed, I'm out. There's something about sleeping on a circle versus a rectangle. So, so same page here. I just don't, and look, I know you can lay in the middle and everything will be fine, but it just wouldn't feel safe. You know why I don't like it? It just reminds me of like a grimy motel honeymoon suite. Oh uh, yeah, mirrors like on the ceilings. Bed, and yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. you know that the sheets have never been cleaned. Yeah. That's why I can't do a circle bed. Yeah, that's gross. All right, let's do one more question. From Vix B, this is a fitting one to end on. Is Heather the only sane one on Rosie, or am I the only delusional one? No, I think you're. We're coming to terms with it too. I think that yeah, she seems to be the only reasonable one right now. Yeah, it's too early for Monica, but obviously we know about her past transgressions. Oh, dude, this is OC. Oh shit, I'm yeah. way off. I thought Heather. I heard Heather, and I just went on that. That's why I said Rosie. Right, so whoopsies. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would say so. It just seems like. Emily, we were we're kind of out on her now because she's just jumping on the bandwagon. Gina's problem is that it seems like she's just pining for affection from Heather, and it's kind of rough to watch. And we know about the rest of them. So, yeah, Heather's probably the only same one. Bunch of losers. We'll yep. say it. Bunch of Cowboys fans. Bunch of, yeah, well said. Golf clap. Golf clap. Snaps. But that, <laughs> that's all we got this evening. You got anything else? No. Oh, shocker. No. But. Remember to follow us on all of our socials at Bravo underscore Bros. Subscribe to our podcast or our YouTube, either or, or both, at Brav underscore. Nope, that's Brav Bros Podcast. What a plug. I'm killing it. You're good. At Brav Bros Podcast, YouTube. And hey, if you're bored and want to do us a little favor, a little favy, one, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us out tremendously. And two, drop a review. Little five-star guy. Give us your thoughts and feelings on the show. It helps us out a lot. Other than that, one more time, Scoots, anything else to add? Yeah, get some cameos. Cameos are fun to oh, do. Oh, yeah, we have those, too. Look, I had something. Yeah, wow. Look at that. I forget who asked that question. I don't even know who to shout out at this point. I don't either, but hey, you got one more. There we go. Other than that, have a tremendous weekend. I you were going to ask me again. All right, no, see you later, guys. No, we're out of here. Bye. Go, birds. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. 
And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.